This week, we have a repeat guest with us, an NFL guy. We're back. The NFL is back. An Arizona State Sun Devil and currently the starting number one running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rashad White. The one-star recruits have partnered with 500-level, DK500level.com. And this is a big one. This is the first episode we've had where they interview guests. You can buy their merch right on 500-level. Get 20% off with the discount code ONESTAR. We got the Rashad White shirts. We got hoodies. We got tons of merch from Rashad White. If you want to get this man's gear on your body, go to 500level.com. Use the discount code ONESTAR. Let's go. This is Rashad White on the One Star Recruits Podcast. Go Devils. Works out. Yo, aloha. Welcome to the One Star Recruits Podcast. I am DK. Joined, as always, with my best friend of 25 years, Rip. We are One Stars. We bring five stars from all over the universe onto this podcast. We are back with an NFL guest. The NFL, as we know, Rip. Biggest league in the world. And amazing to have a repeat guest with us, Richard White. So happy. So happy that everything worked out. We manifested a lot of this almost a year and a half ago, Rip. In fact, your oldest son helped manifest this dream that is now Rashad White as the number one running back with so much upside. You going to draft this guy in your fantasy draft? Is this guy a first rounder? I drafted him last year, DK. I had him. Uh, and yeah, this year, I mean, a lot of people are talking about the Bucks. I, I believe they picked number 19 in the draft, uh, possibly selecting a running back where Rashad is on record saying, I don't care. I'm going to be the guy. I'm number one. They're releasing Leonard Fournette, I believe, next week. So Rashad is the guy as we speak. And and yeah, we had him on like kind of this period where the NFL combine just ended. We got the NFL draft in about two in about a month and a half. So this period where the, the guys are just getting ready for the draft and waited to be selected. This is where we had him on last year before he was even drafted with the Bucks. And uh, yeah, my, my, my son's logo, we, we threw it out to him. What do you think about Tampa? He had that answer. It went a little bit viral on YouTube and uh, the rest is history, man. Glad to get him back on. Yeah, it's cool to see that actually happen, man. Uh, shout out to your kiddo. It's uh, If you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, immediately, you probably need that number one jersey. Probably get the red one. You probably need that 500 level shirt. Uh, this is really the guy ex expecting kind of that, that real breakout year for him. Uh, he's going to be a top running back on my draft board for fantasy next year. I actually have a little quiz for you, DK, on the NFC South, which the Bucks are in, because it's the first time since like 1978 that an entire division in the NFL is going to have brand new starting quarterbacks throughout the entire division. So just off the top of your head, I'm going to quiz you real quick. Like, there's a lot of movement. We're going to talk about it a little bit in a minute, but can you name the four current starting quarterbacks in the NFC South. Uh, and let's start with the Buccaneers, because as we know, Tom Brady retired. Who who do you think is the guy there right now? Ouch. My brain is trying to really think right now. I'm just seeing Sean King in my head. I'm having a hard time seeing anything except for Sean King right now in Tampa Bay. And I know it's not 1997. I don't know. Who is it? It's I'm Kyle nervous. Trask. Kyle Trask, T-R-A-S-K. He was Tom Brady's backup last year. I believe he's the only quarterback on the roster. So that's a tough one. Let me go to an easier one because this was a big signing yesterday. New Orleans Saints. Who's their starting quarterback right now? Yeah, they picked up Carr. Yeah, our guy trains. Doesn't care about that, but I don't... Jeez, if you're a Saints fan, Rip, are you happy with this? Is it... I'd like to just roll the dice with Jameis again. At least it's fun. Oh, I mean... 
Derek Carr, is, he was the biggest free agent out there at the quarterback position. Aaron Rodgers is, is currently under contract with the Packers. So Derek Carr is the biggest free agent. I think you got to be happier than you were with Jameis. I'm, I'm not I'm not rolling the dice on Jameis for another year, man. But but Derek Carr, biggest signing so far in NFL free agency. All right, let's move on. We got two more teams. Atlanta Falcons. I know you think Lamar is going to end up in Atlanta, uh, but Marcus Mariota was the starter most of last year. He's gone. Who is the next man up right now, current starting quarterback for the Atlanta yeah, Falcons? I did say Lamar. I believe Lamar got that franchise tag possibly uh, today, too. So Marcus Mariota is no longer the QB, great Hawaiian. This guy made a couple starts last year. He was a high draft pick uh, last couple year. Starts. Yes, yes. I see his. I see him in my head, and I'm going to mess his name up, but I think it's like uh, um, uh, starts with an R, Reckick. Yep. No, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Uh, Ritter. Yeah. Shout I mean, out to I, Raymond Ritter, the best PR guy for the Golden State Warriors. I should have remembered Ritter. That's a it's, a it's a name that I know. Ritter. He might be pretty good, Rip. He might be. I, I believe he was a second or third round pick last year, so he's got some upside. Uh, last team is, of course, the Carolina Panthers. They split last year between uh, who Sam Darnold and, and I don't even remember the hell the other guy was, but both those guys are gone. Who is the current starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, DK? Hmm. This is no internet. I believe they got the uh, red ass from the commanders. They do not. It is not Carson Wentz. It is Matt Corral from out of uh, Old Miss at Long Beach Poly here in Long Beach. Uh, Matt Corral is the current starting back quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. So the point is there's a lot of potential in the NFC South right now. A lot of upside. It's wide open. And our guy Rashad just took over the number one running back spot. So he's kind of a, a metaphor for that division. There's a lot of room to grow and Man, anything can happen, DK. That is embarrassing, my showing right there. Is this we're, we're not a sports pod. We have never came out and we're said this is one star sports knowledge that I just showed. Although I would put I would put some money up that uh very few people would nail those four for four. Very few. That was a tough quiz off the top of your head. I agree. No, no one's getting no one's going four for four on that except for Adam Schefter. Gosh, very, very difficult. Yeah, so we got Rashad White. There's some lots in the NFL. There's some releases. We talked about Lamar. We got uh, Aaron Rodgers possibly on the moon. I saw he's talking to some people at the Jets. We got some good news. Uh, the Vikings, Osborne, helped save a man from a burning car. NFL is still dominating, Rip. This interview makes my heart full because this is such a great human being, uh, and he decided to come back with us. Uh, we're going to keep this story going with Rashad White because it's a great one. Uh, like I said, go grab a jersey, grab some nut butter, support this dude and his family. He's a great human. Enjoy this interview with Rashad White. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a repeat guest. He's a native of Kansas City, Missouri, a JUCO product an Arizona State Sun Devil, and currently the starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rashad White is in the house again on One Star Recruits. Hey, it's great seeing you again, Rashad. Thanks for coming back to us. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Hey, I went out to Hawaii a couple months ago to see my guy, DK. He lives out on Maui, and I brought with me two of these shirts right here with your face on them from 500 level. I'm not going to lie, Rashad, the, the Buccaneers aren't huge in Maui right now, but but we uh, we did get a couple looks when we wore them. I love the shirt, though, and your guy, John Waller, he helped us. We actually partnered up with 500 Level on this podcast, so anyone listening to this interview right now can can cop this shirt for 20% off with the code one star. 
You ever uh, you ever rock any of these big face shirts with with any of your guys on them? What, what's your favorite one over there? Um, honestly, um, I just wear the ones that five hundred level be uh, that created for me. So I, I, you know, wear the ones that got the football on it with my name in the middle. Um, all kinds of them. I mean, I got hoodies and all kinds of things. So that you know, yeah. five hundred level hooked me up with. So that's really what I wear. I mean, I be seeing other guys got like in other teams. They do a lot of things like you know, with a lot of players, which is good, which is nice though. ASU guys rip have the best silent confidence because you know what? Zylan Cheatham told us the same thing. He ain't not wearing another guy's shirt. He's wearing his shirt. Rip. That's how they <laughs> do ASU man. Silent confidence. Yo, Rashad, yeah, grab that shirt, listeners. You know what? You know what's up? You got that number one Buccaneers jersey, which I really like. Kind of been a bit of a quarterback number. We got Warren Moon, Cam Newton, our guy in Arizona here, Kyler Rocks, that number one. Is this you showing everyone that you are the number one now, Rashad? Uh, to be honest, no. Um, I always had planned to change my jersey number after my rookie year because when I came in, uh, it wasn't really a lot of single digits available to me. Um, the way our roster was set up. So um, I just always knew I changed my number. Um, I wore three at Arizona State. Wanted to go back to that. Uh, still got my guy suck up on the staff. Um, and three mean a lot to suck up because he won a Super Bowl in there. So I was just like, um, at every level, I kind of have changed my number. Like single digit wise, I wore seven in Juco, three at Arizona State, and then, you know, one was available, and I just felt like it was, you know, like a calling and things like that. God had a new, you know, new chapter for me in my life to wear a different single-digit uh, single number again. So that's I just went with it. I love the single-digit numbers, man. They pop off the screen when I'm watching on TV. I love the one. Your boys suck up. I know you'll probably get that three in the future. I like it. I think it's real fly. I think also you've got new offensive coordinator. He coached with, with, with Coach Pete Carroll for 10 years, I believe, in Seattle. And it's a really exciting offense, runs the ball a lot. Uh, some people in Seattle probably would have wished they would have gave that ball to Marshawn Lynch uh, a handful of years ago, but they do run the ball a lot. Uh, it's been a couple weeks, but let the Bucks fans know, how does this offense utilize your strengths well, and will you thrive in it? Um, honestly, so we haven't really gotten into the offense like that yet. Um, you know, coach has been meeting it and, you know, getting things squared away within, you know, uh, themselves, but um, I don't know, honestly. I just met with Coach Canals and and uh, Coach Pete and yesterday, and uh, just great, just good vibes, good energy. Uh, we know we had some good words, just getting to know each other, all of us, just getting to know each other and things like that. Obviously, because I be training at the Bucks facility and things like that. Um, so it was just fun to be up in there talking to them, just um, you know picking their brains and and just be able to talk ball uh, things. I feel like I need to get better at things. They feel like I need to get better at and. Uh, areas where they would help me at and things like that. So it was really good. Yeah, it was a cool, proud moment seeing them come in and, and immediately um, they're talking about how happy they are with the with the uh, running back position and with you, Rashad. We're super pumped, man. I want to shift over to one of your teammates, though. Uh, we talked. We had Jaden Daniels on for a second. We had him on the One Star Recruits a couple years ago. He's an ASU teammate. I know he's your guy. Uh, when we had him, he's ASU. He 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 quieted a lot of critics when he transferred to LSU and played really well last season uh what do you expect out of Jaden this coming season and even a future nfl guy uh yeah for sure um j5 that's my guy uh like like you know my he's like a blood brother to me um just you know a brother from another mother um but um honestly he did his thing you know and i was there to support him rooting him on we talk like every other day uh we talk a lot 
And uh, I'm just happy for him, you know, go like you said, get to go in, have another season. Um, he went to the SEC championship last year. Like you said, when nobody thought LSU would be anything or he would be, you know, any, anything or things like that. So, you know, now it's, you're trying to kind of, you know, duplicate that. We talk about that all the time, duplicate that season. But, you know, um, obviously you got to have a better season than that. And, and, you know, come away with some hardware and things like that. Things we always preach about every player really wants, but, you know, it's a lot of work that goes into it, which, uh, you know, I've been liking what he's doing. He's putting a lot of work. Uh, he trained with a good quarterback trainer and coach, like, you know, when he ain't at LSU uh, working out and training. So uh, he's doing the right things and, and to take the right steps. So that's my guy. Like I said, we talk all the time. And, uh, yeah, for sure he's going to be in the NFL, you know, things like that. Um, wherever he lands, I know he's going to make the best of his situation. ASU confidence, Rip. There it is again. And we really believe in, J- in Jaden. We think he's going to have a huge year this year. And I think he's a great prototype for what the NFL, the quarterback position is, is, is becoming to really, really excited. I'm curious for you, XFL is, I'm not going to say it's hot right now, but people are talking about it. The rocks league. Have you had a chance to check it out? What do you think about the XFL Rashad? Uh, yeah. So I had a chance to take it, uh, check it out a lot. Uh, me and my, one of my uh, close Buddy's uh, one of my, you know, close friends from when I was growing up. We we talk a lot, so he be watching it a lot. And then when I have time, I check it out, and he be talking to me about it. He like it. He always give good compliments about it. So it's very exciting. And then um, every time I turn it on, though, I be seeing uh, no dis- no not trying to disrespect the Las Vegas team, but uh, they be getting beat by, by by teams every time I turn it on. <laughs> but their last game was really good, though. It was very competitive. Uh, they lost, obviously, in the last couple uh, minutes or whatever, seconds, but, uh, you know, had a tough loss. But, I mean, I think it's exciting. Uh, I think it's good. I also like um, that they allow dudes to wear the uh, jersey number zero. Uh, I wish the yeah. NFL would do that. Uh, I wish the NFL would do that. I see the Eagles put, put something like that in for a request to do that, and um, I think they should. But I like it. It's very exciting. Dudes got their own swag. It's a lot of things that I like about it. Yeah, we, we like it, too. We think that the NFL's never really had a minor league system. 54 guys on a rust, roster is tough to make. Not everybody's as talented as you are coming out of college. So uh, hopefully that can be a, a training place for some players who uh, can figure it out. I love watching Seattle. My guy, Josh Gordon, making plays up there in Seattle. I'm always rooting for, for, for Josh, you know, so kind of cool. You mentioned my last question. You mentioned you're in the weight room. I'm trying to get in shape for the summer. Give me one body weight exercise that's a go-to for like my chest and my shoulders give me a good body weight chest and shoulders exercise uh i don't know for me with the bucks we do a lot of like different unique things and things like that so i really can't give all that away but you can't give that away. I mean, okay. just some some things that just be so simple i mean like chest we do like bench press and things like that to help my chest out but uh like I do more, um, me and the strength, cat, um, strength, co- uh, strength and conditioning coaches, we believe like more in like dumbbells and things like this and not really a bar. Uh, I haven't lifted with a bar since when well, I was training at Exos when I was in Arizona for a little bit over the, over the break. But before then, I was doing really just dumbbells a lot. So we do a lot of dumbbells. I think dumbbells help out a lot. Dumbbells, um, yes. Dude, okay, yeah, let me ask I mean, you a simpler question. Simpler question specifically, I should have just asked this directly. I'm getting ready to go to La- – I'm at my room in Las Vegas. I'm getting ready to go to the pool. I just had a buffet breakfast. I'm not feeling great. What is a 30-minute pump up before I go to the pool that you would recommend, Rashad? Uh, you need a 30-minute pump up? I'm I mean, not 30-minute. 30, 30 30-second. 30 30 second. Run in place and 20 push-ups and hit it. 
Uh, but you said you're not feeling great, though. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> like if you're not feeling great, then that's that means like, six plates at the buffet. That means possibly six plates at the buffet. So I just got to get. So you can gotta, possibly throw up not feeling great. Right? <laughs> that's not a good look throwing up at the pool over there, DK. No, I'm yeah. out of shape. Let's face it. So, I'm just I out mean, of shape. You just got to eat. I would say just wait a little bit anyway, though, because you shouldn't be getting in the pool if you just got done with six <laughs> plates at the buffet. <laughs> So tell him to tell him to try to get advice from an NFL running back after he can do ten pushups for shot. That that's the real answer right there. Hey, uh, <laughs> we end every interview with a segment we call one star to five star. As you know, we're one stars, man. We're trying to get better with advice and tips from from every guest we have on this podcast, like yourself. And so I want to ask just a, a handful of questions that run the gamut on a one to five star scale. We did this last time. One being the lowest, five being the highest. All right. Uh, not only are you an NFL player, but you're also a dad. Your daughter, I believe, is one and a half. And like any young father, that journey is full of learning experiences. There's a quote out there that goes something like, kids teach their parents more about life than the other way around. Uh, you're only 24, and it's all about perspective. What is a five-star thing you've learned from your daughter about being a better human, being a good father? For me, I say the five-star thing I learned from my daughter, just having good intentions, having a good heart. No matter, like, you know, like, just go about things, doing the right thing. So, for example, like, if that's just communication with whoever it is in life, women, elders, things like that, just communicating, being polite, um, just being, you know, sweet. And also just having patience with, with a lot of things that come in life. So I say that's the biggest thing my daughter has taught me. Oh, man, that patience, man. You got you got to learn that having a, a toddler for sure. You had your first 100-yard rushing game against the Seahawks in, in the Germany game back in November, but you're on one-star recruit, so we have to talk about some of the one-star stuff too. What, Let's say what was your one-star welcome to the NFL moment from your rookie season, either on the field or off the field? What, what's something that you look back on you're like, damn, I, you know, that kind of welcomed me to the league? Um, I would say my one-star thing that welcomed to the league was um, I think I caught a pass. I had made somebody miss. I think like Tyron Matthew, somebody missed on the Saints, and I was trying to go and break. It was like third and fifteen, and I, I, I was like trying to be. I was real close, but making all them cuts and things like that. Kim Jordan was chasing me down from the backside, and I just felt a, a huge like guy like kind of behind me, over me, and just punched the ball like it was like, like if it was like Floyd or somebody just punching you like, and that's all they went for. And then the ball just went. I just remember, I think I ended up falling, too. I ended up looking up, like, from the ground, and the ball was, like, if it had been punted away, like, 40 yards. So that was kind of like a one-star moment for me, like, welcome to the league, but as well as, like, a, like yes, at least it went the other way, <laughs> back to their direction. So they still got to draw the field. And you got you got the last laugh on, on that game-winning touchdown against New Orleans. Was that the, was that the second game against the Saints, or? Yeah, yeah, that uh, the fumble and the touchdown was the second game, I guess. So same game. All right. Breaking news right before this interview, it was announced kind of on the wires there that Tampa plans on releasing your guy, longtime left tackle Donovan Smith, uh, eight years with the team, uh, one of your key blockers, really a legend in Tampa. What is a five-star memory or story from your time with Donovan during your rookie season? <laughs> Uh, I mean, honestly, I just went, uh, me and Donnie, well, we, we still do play 2K, the video game together, um, and things like that, being the chat together. So we would just always talk about ball and things like that. So, I mean, my biggest takeaway from um, him to me is just trusting the process and, and, and just understanding that 
you know, everything in life is a, is going to be a process. And, you know, being young, you want things to happen right now for you um, overnight. But, you know, the process is, is the best part of, of the journey. So that's the big thing he uh, always tell me. It's that veteran leadership, man. And I know you're going to miss him. We'd love to have him uh, in Arizona with the Cardinals, but that's another conversation. Last one, uh, you had a nice rookie season, like we mentioned, the 100-yard game, uh, some good production when you actually got more reps. Uh, on a scale of one to five stars, how would you grade your first-year performance? And then based off that grade, what are you working on this offseason that you think will make you, make you even better on the field next season? Uh, for me, I'd grade my performance probably um, a three. I give it like average, you know, I just think, you know, some things I could have done better for sure, which everybody can, but just the type of standards and, and expectations that I put on myself. Um, I'm, I can't do nothing but be honest and look myself in the mirror, um, one. And then uh, what I'm working on in, my, in this offseason, really everything. I get better at everything. So pass, catching routes, so I'm working on everything. Um, being more explosive, being, being everything, being light on my feet. Uh, quick feet, quick twitch. There's everything. Just being able, to, and then a, a, another thing, just understanding the game. Just understanding the game more, so that way it just all just keeps slowing down. And I did a good, th a good part of that. My uh, the back end towards my rookie year, so just picking up off of that. Slow it down, man. You know, probably too. You're probably getting better at 2K if you're playing with the Phoenix Suns. You playing with our boy Kevin Durant on 2K? Man, uh, it's good that the Suns got Kevin Durant, but uh, no, nah, I play with me because uh, I just I play my career all the time, me and my buddy. So, oh, your uh, career going against like Donovan? Yeah, got it. Nice. <laughs> so you think? Yeah, good for Phoenix. You think uh, NBA champions? While we have you on, go ahead and manifest it. Call it out. Who you believe is going to win the NBA championship this year? Uh, man, that's tough because I ain't even been watching that much of basketball. So you put me right on the spot. Just say the Suns. I'm just asking you to say the Suns is really what I'm doing, Rashad. This man's watching more I mean, XFL yeah, than NBA. Mean, if you believe, you know, I mean, really, I kind of barely be at home. So, like, I mean, but, I mean, if you want me to say the Phoenix Suns winning the NBA <laughs> championship, yes. then the Phoenix Suns going to win it then. There like, it is. There I it is, really Phoenix. A lot of that. From the best running back in the NBA. I'm messing with you, Rashad. Hey, one star's out there. If you're looking for someone to root for, look no further. Fantasy-wise, life-wise, number one in Tampa. We love him. Grab his shirt on 500level.com with discount code one star. Rashad, Shannon Sharp always tells young players that it's about the M&Ms in the NFL, the money and the memories. We love watching you make both. We look forward to having you back whenever you can and see you run for 2,000 yards next year. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back on the One Star Recruits, man. We are really rooting for you next year. Uh, no problem, man. Thanks, Thank you guys for having me back on, man. Appreciate you guys a lot. Anytime. And let me give John Waller one more and we'll let you go. What is your favorite nut butter and what do you, what's your favorite nut butter recipe? Uh, man, that's, that's love right there. Um, I'm not all the way on the healthy eating side yet. I do have <laughs> nut butter in my closet that hasn't been open yet. Broski knows that. Uh, broski, which I call John Waller, but uh, humble nut butter. If you, you know, into like hummus and things like that, the healthy side, uh, which I haven't channeled that yet. Um, and he's trying to, we've been on that and I've been trying to work towards that, but it's kind of hard when you're 24. Um, but I mean, I say go check it out, it's really check good. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you mine. Whole, whole Foods, yours. Whole Foods, yeah. yeah. I, I go to Whole Foods. He's having. He, I hit him up on Twitter. He knows I love it. I'll get that gluten free, uh, non GMO, or the palm oil free. It's fire. Oh yeah, 
Okay. You like that? What you be putting on? What you be putting on? I put it on toast. I need to get better and just dip fruit in it so I can get in better shape for this Vegas trip I'm telling you about. But John Waller, great human being. Really? We're trying to get healthy. Let's get healthy together this year. There we go. Get healthy together. Find yourself some nut butter. Humble Nut Butter is a company. 500 levels where you get the shirt. Support all the homies. One love. Thank you again, Rashad. No, thanks. I'll talk to you guys soon. Repeat guest city, Rip. That's what we do. And I strong-armed him into giving a Phoenix Suns world champions, Kevin Durant, Rip. He is in the house. Wow, 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 wow. We had an early morning matinee game this weekend. This was my first chance to see KD play. I didn't watch the Charlotte game. I don't know if you did. I was so giddy and happy. And what a tool. What a useful tool, not negative tool. Like my guy Onyx said this on the Shooting 2 pod. He is the ultimate plug and play guy for a team that knows a little bit of what they're doing. And I might be tripping, but my Phoenix Suns went from one star to five star overnight, including, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, a little bit of some Devin Booker pissed off energy at the end, which felt really good too. One to five stars rip on Kevin Durant with the Phoenix Suns after a couple games. I mean, five stars for sure. Uh, and that's the thing I think people aren't talking about enough is how much even just after three games that KD has really unlocked Devin Booker and, you know, whatever defenses were focusing on Devin Booker before, they can't do as much now because you got one of the greatest bucket getters of all time on the same side there. So, yeah, early, early returns are super promising. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I The Grizzlies are melting down. The Warriors are still aren't themselves. And. The Nuggets don't really scare me too much. I, I don't. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I feel like they're a regular season team. They do have Jamal Murray back this year, but I think the Suns are in the driver's seat right now. Don't want to be overconfident. Uh, never would be as a Phoenix fan, but looking pretty good. DK still a lot further than the teams. Dallas beat us last year in that horrendous experience, and and this game meant a lot. Just as far as I think, KD's first coming out party on national television. And then how is the vibe? How is the culture? And it was everything that you wanted. And, you know, we even pushed Luca's buttons towards the end. Did you like that, Rip? That little end of uh, little Luca and, and Booker had some words. I love seeing that. And I like Devin Booker a lot. I hate Luca. He's the number one hated player in the NBA for me. And uh, apparently a lot of people feel the same way about Booker that aren't Suns fans. But I love that. That, that was news uh, to me. That was news to me that that's the case. I I. I, I didn't know that Booker's on the hated list. He's on up there with the Pat Beverly's of the world and and James Harden's. It's a little bit surprising. I feel like it has something to do with being such a good-looking guy and, and dating a Kardashian for a long time. But I, apparently, there's a perception out there that he's he's smug and, and you know he wants to be hard and, and talk shit all the time. But hey, I love it as a Suns fan, man. He's one of those guys like Jose Alvarado that you love to have on your team. But apparently, if you're not a fan of that team, you don't like him. Mm. Mm. Well, 602, I got your back. Number one NFL running backs on this podcast. I'm strong arming them to uh, get on the bandwagon there in Phoenix. The uniforms look really good again to me. Everything feels really good. I might get out to Phoenix. I might try to get to a game. I'm going to be in the Valley uh, a little bit later this month. Rip might catch me out at a talking stick. What's the name of the arena now? Footprint Center, baby. Let's go. Footprint. Footprint. Is that a shoe store? It's like something you see on the beach in the sand, right? A footprint. I, I don't really. We're one star, man. I've never yeah. heard of a company called Footprint. 
No free ads. No free ads. Hey, any one-star moments for you, Rip of the Week listeners? You know, we all do dummy things. We're one-star recruits, and we do dumb things all the time. How about you, my man? I'm such a one-star that I had multiple this week, and I actually had to pick from them to to reveal which one I'm going to use on the show. So I'm going to go with this one because it's hilarious, and it just happened yesterday. We uh, California did this relief program for for uh, high, t- high taxes and, and high, uh, costs during the pandemic. They called it the middle-class tax refund debt relief program. Basically they gave, based on your income, they gave you a certain amount of money. Every citizen of California, Gavin Newsom, the governor, uh, spearheaded it. So over the last year or two, everyone got, you know, increments of like, I think it was like $300 to like the top you could get was like $1,500. So they gave you on a debit card. And so my family, like most families in California got one, uh, we used it. It's a debit card. Use it on gas, groceries, whatever the hell you spend money on. And so we used it. It was there's zero balance on it. We used all the money on it. And uh, the funny thing is, my my kids like love debit cards. They have this fake kitchen and grocery store in the house that you know they use for pretend play. They they ring you up and all this stuff. So I gave my youngest son. He's four years old. I gave him the debit card because he has a bear on it for the Golden Bear State of California logo. So he, he was I was appealing to him, whatever. So I gave it to him. He brought it to school yesterday. He brought it to his preschool and we get a call at like 930 and the teacher at the preschool, the head teacher is like, hey, Stanley has uh, this debit card with you and your wife's name on it. I want to make sure that like that's OK. There's there's no money on it. They're not spending it. And so I said, oh, no, you know, I said that has zero dollars left on it. We, he just likes to play with it. And she's like, OK, well, he brought it to school. But the kicker, it, it's it's hilarious, man, because it's like a it's like a scarlet letter. The top of this debit card says middle class tax relief debt program, like middle middle class tax refund debt relief, California. So it just like throws it out there to everybody that, yeah, hey, I'm middle class, motherfucker. Like so everybody at the school knows, you know, knows we got the money. It's kind of funny to me because he's carrying that thing around as a four year old. And uh, yeah, it was funny. The teacher at the end of the day, she's like, yeah, she's like, if there's any money left on it, she's like, you could buy us breakfast. It's always appreciated. But it was kind of funny to get that call that he's a four year old's carrying around that debit card. So uh, my one star moment of the week right there. Yeah. Let her know that uh, uh, crayons are on your youngest this week. Go run that thing. Just slide it right, right through the butt crack. Yeah, he's checking out at Trader Joe's and all that. So, yeah, it was just, it was just funny to get that call and just allowing my four-year-old to bring a debit card to, to school is kind of a, a one-star moment. There. Is there any, you... any possible fraud through that if that ended in the black market or something? No no thoughts about it? You know what? Probably, but I think you can actually run like a negative balance up on it. I, I saw something online that people go over, like say you get like $500 and people spend more than that. I, I think you could actually run a negative balance on it and there would be obviously penalties for that. So I probably should uh, be smarter than giving that to a four-year-old, but Hey, yeah, look out. you might get a, you know, box of 40 uh, Girl Scout cookies delivered to the house unexpectedly. If uh, they're selling them at school one day, thrown out middle, cards. middle class, baby, middle class. What do you got DK? What do you got DK? We got, uh, well, this is stupid, but it's relatable. I would like to request three hours of my life back this weekend, and it's simply over uh, one simple television show that my wife decided to put on. It makes her brain feel funny and light and less serious. But your boy sat through six episodes, so that's about three hours. Yeah, the math's right. Three hours of uh, the Mindy Project. So I got some brownie points. 
but I can't do it. I, I tried my hardest. I tried. She'll go on some Netflix shows that just boggle my brain that are even exist. And I like Mindy, but boy, oh boy, is it cheesy. And I have never had such a hard time. Rip, I'm, I'm like your mother-in-law. I like biographies. I like the History Channel. Can hang out on the Cooking Channel for a little bit. Catch me in sitcom mode. Very difficult to hold my attention. I mean, you got a Seinfeld or curb your enth- enthusiasm for me to hang out. Uh, otherwise, I'm up ADHD moving around, man. I can't do it. So that's my one star moment. I got some brownie points, but also one star for me. I'm not going to do it again. No more Mindy Project. How dare you, DK? That was actually one of my favorite shows uh, for a while back when it was on Fox. I believe I was, I was a I think it went to Hulu now, but I watched like the first three or four seasons of that before it, it jumped ship. And I, I was a fan, man. It's set, setting in the doctor's office there. And uh, yeah, I love Mindy and I, I love everything she does. So shame on you. That's that's well, not a one star moment. That's a five star moment. Shit, of course. You do like those. You're the guy in the airplane who will watch the worst rom-coms because they're on the airplane and you'll be right there through them. Rip. You have a good heart. You have a good heart. That's why. It's uh, yeah. Well, one five star. That's the that's the that's the nature of this beast. One star for me, five star for my homie Rip. That's why we do this podcast. You never know. Rip, you got a comedy segment for us this week. I got nothing, DK. I've taken a couple of weeks off. It's always amazing to me how much preparation these things take. Uh, so I'll be back at some point, hopefully when we get a comedian on, but I got nothing this week, man. Oh, God, I'm super nervous, but I want to try. Edit this out if it's completely terrible. I'm going to try to do a comedy bit. We're going to try to do DK's comedy bit. You got, right? you got, you got something up this your off sleeve? The top. This is off the top, listeners. No Rip, and this might be very stupid because it seems like a not the off the top thing it's not like i'm about to like sing acapella or p- play chopsticks on the keyboard on the piano but i think i could try okay hit record let's try this give me an intro now coming to the stage we got a howley straight out of maui original tempe arizona native uh dk let's go hey good to be here so New thing alert, possibly. New thing to me, at least. I don't know if you guys are experiencing this, but uh, might be a millennial thing, might be a Gen X. To be honest, I don't even know the real exact things of what those mean. I don't even know what I am. I think I'm in the middle of one. I'll call myself a millennial. None of that even matters. The new thing seems to be when you go to dinner parties, suddenly it becomes a Spirit Airlines all of a sudden. I don't know if this was in the last five or 10 years, but I have now hit about three to four of these events where I get a very nice invite. Hey, DK, we're having a Super Bowl party. Hey, we're having our our, our kids. This is not a joke. Second year birthday party. Come on over. Cool. Grab some flowers. Grab maybe a bottle of wine. Hansi on over. Plop on in. Hellos, hellos. The, obviously, the people have the best seat who live there. So I'm dealing with a stand-up. I'm standing up usually at these events, Rip. I'm not even getting a good seat. The good seats are taken already by the uh, Spirit Airline party throwers, okay? So all of a sudden, I enter this party. Here I am standing up, awkward conversation. Uh, go ahead and make the rounds to see what the food looks like, what the goods look like, what I'm dealing with here. Uh, how's the alcohol look like? Usually, never as good as I expected. Uh, in one case, simply fast food that was in the back of the kitchen and you scoop on some fast food on your plate and you mosey on away. Anyway, you go through the party. Fine. See you later. Great stuff. You're leaving just like spirit airlines, man. 
checking out on your flight. Got this great flight book to Long Beach. Here we go. Oh, it's only going to be 30 bucks. This is wonderful. Leaving out. Uh, hey, DK, do you mind shooting me a Venmo for $45 for uh, for the food, for, for the party? What? $45? I had six chicken strips, two fries, and I didn't even drink alcohol. I had unsweetened iced tea. This is the Spirit Airlines. This is ridiculous. This is when I check in at Spirit Airlines and they charge me $10 to wear my pants. Otherwise, my wiener's out. Basically, my wiener's out here in front of you. And who can say no? Show me the human being that says no. Anyway, look, the moral of the story is don't invite me to a party that I have to pay for. If I want to go and pay for a dinner, I'll go to the strip club and I'll eat chicken and I'll eat the pasta off of the buffet. Okay? Woo! Good job, DK. That was, uh, yeah, I, I kind of knew that story because I, I know you went to that Super Bowl party and they did that. I agree, man. It's uh, it's totally out of line. Anyone who's anyone that has a party knows that you can't do that. That That's so one star, man. That, that That's more like a one star moment of the week to me, but that's great comedy material. Uh, I don't know, Rip. I did ridiculous. not even feel funny. I was watching you and I didn't even get any louts. We'll see if that even makes a podcast. Thank you for letting me, for giving me a try. Very difficult stuff right there. Now, you know, the thing is like, and it, this is the thing I'd struggle with too, is because we're talking on a podcast on a Zoom call, like it's completely different than being on a stage in front of people, right? So it changes the cadence, it changes the audience who you're talking to. So it's all, I think about, you know, relating to the audience that you're talking to. And I can relate to that. But yeah, when you're on stage, I think it's just a different cadence, probably less words. You you talk fast normally, and you were talking fast through that. So I think when you're on stage, you, you got to slow down. Uh, but yeah. Great first try, man. Five stars. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm out of breath. Um, that was very hard. We'll be back after this break for some uh, Rex of the Week. All right, DK, I'm going uh, with something you usually come with this week. Can I, I have one more? Break. Before you do, Rex, can I have one more shot to do my joke? That was so shit. I want, can I try one more time? No, buddy. One, one shot, one kill one on the show. We don't have time for that. Oh, I had no meat to that joke. Listeners, I'm going to do better. I'll do better. In the future. Now I kind of feel a little bit of a buzz about it, Rip. I kind of want to do better at jokes. Those that was done in two minutes, listeners. Okay. Give me some time. Next week I might come with some fire. Next week, uh practice in front of the mirror. But this is the thing. If you're up at an open mic night, there there's no retakes, buddy. There's no redos. You got oh. the first shot and, and your only shot. So you got to make that first impression. So, so embarrassing. Let this be a lesson. Let this be a lesson to be more prepared and, and uh, practice more before you do it. Is that your wreck? That could be a good wreck. No, I actually got a, I'm going down your, your path this week. I got a Netflix wreck DK and it's all about uh, Chris Rock this week. Did you watch this? The, the live comedy special, Chris Rock? No, I want to, I want to, everybody's been, uh, yeah, loving it. Yeah. It's kind of an obvious one. I mean, he hasn't, he, he's been on tour since the, the Will Smith slap, but he hasn't done anything like super public and obviously on, on TV. So this, this Netflix special, he finally went in on, on Will and Jada, like the last 15 minutes it's really good. I think he's asking to get probably punched next time. He, he, he says some really good stuff. And uh, even the rest of the show, like he, he's vulnerable talking about his daughters a lot. And it's just uh, it's a different Chris Rock because he's older now. But it's also a lot of the same Chris Rock that he always has been uh, super funny. And, you know, it's it's like an hour, one hour of just pure comedy. So I highly recommend the uh, Chris Rock Netflix live comedy special this week. Legit. I also love that he did it live. I think I think when it first dropped, it was live, right? Yeah, it was live. And and we watched it that night a little later. He was in Baltimore, which which I think is his hometown. Uh, but yeah, really good crowd. And uh, yeah, it, it was just classic. I believe Baltimore rip. And Winston can check this for us. 
I believe Baltimore is Jada Smith's hometown. I think that was strategically planned. I could be wrong with that, though. Uh, we'll look into that before the pod's over. Um, good one. I'm going to check it out. That's on my list for sure. My wreck of the week is a, a theory that was practiced this weekend at our household that I'm not sure if more people have this problem or not, but uh, it happens to, to us about, mm, I would say once about every two and a half weeks. What happens is we end up with food in the house that just has come to the food that nobody really wants. We've eaten all the good stuff. Okay, Rip, we've eaten all the the delicious bread and cold cuts and cheese and easy creamers been drinking all the fun, easy stuff. So uh, I call this the kitchen sink weekend in the kitchen at your house. And I grab everything that's really about to expire and or I just want out of my life. And I, and I kind of do a little bit of chopped. So pasta, great, great. Uh, what do you call it? Carnival. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, goulash. Great base. For anything, when you're doing kitchen sink weekend, not goulash. I would goulash is fire though. Rip, I mess with some Hungarian goulash. Um, lay a base. Pasta works with everything. So veg, get them out, chop them up, get them in there. Uh, I did a Amy's frozen food bulk dinner one night. So we had four rip selections of Amy's frozen dinners. I'm talking enchiladas with the black bean and veg, delicious. Raviolis, not bad. Learning how to take my food down and put in my body before we go back to food land. 41 years old, just from figuring it out. And it feels good. So uh, I'm getting so much better. So my record of the week is if you're in that situation, instead of doing the throw out, try to do a chopped and do yourself a little kitchen sink week on. Not the funnest eating it, but now that I'm uh, two days removed, I feel really good about it. And that's what this podcast is about. Feeling good. Getting the extra mileage out of the leftovers, and you're a big smoothie guy, DK. You ever throw uh, some leftover pasta? Totally, into smoothie. Into a smoothie. Great... I, I bet you wouldn't know. It's leftover ah, pasta, pasta in a smoothie. I bet you wouldn't even taste it. No, no, that's no. See, Rib, you, you're next level. You have kids. That's why you guys, you guys with kids, you just wait for your kids to finish. You eat three fries, a piece of salami that has a booger in it, and uh, some applesauce with possible animal hair in it, like it's nothing. So. Uh, you got better. You got a stronger uh, palette than me. Palette rip. Stronger hey, palette. A quick fact check. Winston just got back to us. You are, in fact, correct. Jada Pinkett Smith, hometown Baltimore, went to school there. Uh, Chris Rock, born in South Carolina. Everybody knows. Grew up in New York City. He even references a, a bunch of times on the show that he's from the Bronx or Brooklyn. So uh, one you, star, one star call on my part. And if you watch the special of Rip, if you watch again, I think there's actually four or five smaller, smaller digs along that line. Uh, that if you put on your detective hat, you can sneak out. It's a well-produced comedy special, I hear, and done the right way in a way that it's a hard situation that needs to be closed somehow. And I think comedy is a great bridge, even though I apologize one more time for that terrible joke. I had a beginning and I and I had an end. I had no middle rip. It was like a sandwich with two breads. Hey, you're your own harshest critic, DK, but yeah, just let it motivate you to come back stronger next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. All right, amazing podcast. Like I said, NFL. NFL's big time. Five stars for just getting NFL guys on our podcast. Probably that should be just it. Uh, if you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan and you're listening and you know my boy Jocko in the Bay Area, send Jocko this podcast. He's uh, my biggest Tampa Bay Buccaneers friend that I know. So send this off to Jocko, folks. Rip. Send the good folks of the One Star Recruits podcast off into their week with a great piece of advice that they can take with them. And, and listeners, we'll see you next week. Hit that music. 
Hey, it's something that, very simple. I wrote on my uh, little chalkboard wall the other day for my kids. It's just uh, four four words. Be nice to people. Uh, just something to always have in the back of your head. And you never uh, know how someone's day is going. But just uh, like like Jimmerosity, man. Our guy Jimmer for Debt always says, open doors for people. Say hello to people. It makes a difference in people's day. So that's it, man. Simple advice. Uh, Age-old advice. Be nice to people. That's what I got for you, DK. Back next week. Watch some golf. See you next week.